0: All right, guys. Hi. Hi. This is Kill Us Now. This is Kill Us Now. This is Kill Us Now. Kill Us Now. Thank you so much for listening. We have some really kick-ass stories today.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Marilyn.
0: Yeah, Marilyn. And I'm going to talk about uh, Cannibal... Slash cross dressing serial killer today. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough one. For those of you who don't know, I'm Sarah. I'm Renee. And this is Kill Us Now. 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 All right. What you oh, before we start. Yes. I want to take a second. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen this story. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter, Instagram about Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. Who was jogging in his neighborhood and two men who I, in some cases, I, I saw where they were white supremacists. Yeah. Shot him down, chased him down mm-hmm. and then shot him for no reason. What's even worse is this, this shit happened in February. Yes. And they are just now being detained because there has been such a public outcry. Exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because you know as well as I do, if that was one white boy and it was two black men that chased that guy down and shot him, they would have been charged and convicted the fucking same day. Like, I think, they, yeah.
1: I think. Well, and the guy has ties to the police, the guy who killed the murderer, the, the father. Yes, he was like, like a, a former
0: something. something. Um, Yeah.
1: So it's like if he was killed. Yeah. They would have wrapped it up. Oh, it, yeah. It, it wouldn't have taken months.
0: Yeah. It's but, a sad story. Yeah. I hate that it took so long to get those trash bags arrested. Yeah. What I do think... Is awesome is that we as a country Mm -hmm. can voice our opinion, yes, and shit can get done. Yes, there's enough people that pull together and stick up for other people because I think that's the only reason why they got arrested. A hundred percent, the GBI was getting so much backlash, they had to do something, yeah, and I think that that is, yeah, the I don't want to say like good thing because the whole situation is bad, but.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't take an entire it should not. nation. No. Like, to come together and be like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, <sighs> and that, uh, so I hear people say that on a national scale, they don't like how things, that they want it to stay local. That yeah. When a situation like that happens, they mm-hmm. don't like that it gets brought to this national stage. Yeah. They want it to just stay within their community, let their community. To, Decide how to handle it and stuff like that. And it's well, like, if you
0: can't handle it right, then. Yeah.
1: If your community is corrupt. I'm sorry. You're drinking beer out of a straw. I just put a straw in my beer. A metal straw. <laughs> a, metal straw. a metal straw. A metal straw. Yes. Because um, I love sea turtles. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like if your community is full of bigotry and hatred and bad mm-hmm. things are happening and. It's gonna take it going to the national, yeah, like stage for things wrongs to be righted. Yeah, and absolutely, yeah.
0: And racism is real. Oh my! There are so many people that say there's no racism. There's no bullshit. Yeah, look at this case. Yeah, racism is real. Yeah, Uh, that bothers me.
1: It also bothers like. There are people that say yeah. that
0: racism doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. That we we've, we've moved past it No. We're, we are integrated now and Bullshit. and it's like that's not no. No. That's not the case. Yeah.
0: And I don't know how much I can speak about it because I am white. Yeah. And white, I feel like I yeah. So I ha- automatically I have privileges. Yeah. Which sucks, but yeah. I mean
1: it's just, yeah, I was thinking about this today earlier because I was thinking about how I feel like sometimes our our own city where we live in isn't fully representative of the community that I see mm-hmm. um, and how I was like, well, you know, maybe one day I could run for city council or something like that Yeah, and be a part of it. And I'm like, I don't think my voice means my voice means as you know it's whatever you don't you but i i wish that it meant more i wish that i could be more of a catalyst for change yeah but i think since i'm not a person of color like it's just another white part like as much as my opinions differ from i think what is uh the majority Mm -hmm. in our city council Mm -hmm. is I'm still not a recognizable face for those that are are people of color. Yeah. and Yeah. I get that. It's like, I would rather, I think, put that support behind like a person of of color.
0: All right, Renee, what are we talking about today?
1: I'm going to talk about the Maryland state flag and the design of it.
0: Cool. I'm excited. It's a, it's a thing. Wait, I have to give it a gook because I don't know what the Maryland state flag looks like.
1: Yeah, so it's the most distinctive of our state flags,
0: Maryland uh, state. You
1: probably have seen it and just not even r- recognized that it's a state flag.
0: Let's take a peek. Let's take a peekaroo. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa.
1: So it's a quarter. It's a it's split in the corners. So the top left and the bottom right are yellow and black, gold and black, as you would say. Yeah. Um, and then the opposite mm-hmm. uh, diagonal is red and white.
0: Yeah. It looks yeah. like a like uh the yellow and black reminds me of racing.
1: Yeah. Of. Little racing stripes. Yeah.
0: It's just like a caution flag or something. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh yeah. Very similar. It's kind of a checkerboard. Yeah, checkerboard. Um, yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's very like it's a repeating pattern. So yeah. it's it's very checkerboard familiarity to it.
0: All right. Well I'm interested to know where that came from. Yeah.
1: On a lot of the things I saw, the Maryland state flag is definitely listed as, like, one of the top state flags. Okay. Most recognizable. It's, like, people are so proud of of this flag. Of this flag? flag. Yeah. I mean, it's on everything. It's on ties. It's on buildings. It's on everything. Like, literally. They're proud of it. All, yeah. I think everyone that I have known that's from Maryland has... Probably can wear a whole fucking outfit of this of this flag. Stuff. Yeah, all right, and I'm they here for it. Sure, have tattoos on it. Tattoos, of, tattoos of it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. And I blue- don't. I don't
0: know anyone from Maryland. Yeah. So I'm excited. And blue crabs. <laughs> but blue blue crabs blue crabs.
1: Okay. Yeah. And old bay. That's like
0: tattoos of blue crabs.
1: Yeah, I've known people with tattoos of blue crabs because right. they are like hardcore Maryland. I am from Maryland.
0: Okay. They're yeah. very proud <laughs> of being from Maryland. Yes.
1: Um, also, people that I know from Maryland, there's a conflict of is it the South or not?
0: I don't view it. I'm from the South and I do not view yeah. Maryland as the South. No.
1: I've had people argue with me that yes, ma- Maryland is a Southern state. It's below the Mason-Dixon line. It is. Mm, I think so. It yeah. is. I think so. Yeah. well, I should Google it maybe.
0: I, I just Maryland, all right, what do we got? We got North Carolina. Uh-huh. Virginia. Uh-huh. Maryland. Uh-huh.
1: No, hell no, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not a southern state. It is. It is. It's technically below ah. the Maryland or yeah, Mason Dixon. So the Mason Dixon line runs at the the bottom of Pennsylvania. And then um down Maryland. So do you view Virginia as being a southern state? I do. You do? Um, okay. I think Northern Virginia is a different world than Southern Virginia. Okay. Um, just like I think Northern North Carolina is completely different from... Well, that's true. Southern North Carolina. Yeah. Or like coast to coast to mountains. You like have completely very- different
0: dialects in North Carolina. Yeah. Like if you go toward the coast... I can't even understand what they're saying. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like a own... completely different different dialect it, it, yeah. over there. It's it's wild.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also because we are such large states um, yeah. compared to like the New England states, which are, are super are tiny. small. Yeah. yeah, like, I can see that. It takes, what, 11 or 12 hours to drive across North Carolina from coast to mountain? Something yeah, like that. I mean, 10? from
0: where we are, it takes four hours to get to Atlantic Beach. It takes and then four it hours. takes about four. Four or five hours to get to Cullowee, which is mountain.
1: I don't even know what that is. Okay.
0: Cullowee. I don't know. It's a yeah. mountain. It's, my sister went to college at Western Carolina. Okay. And that's in Cullowee. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's near like yeah. Cherokee and okay, all the casinos. <laughs> the fun stuff. Yeah. Cool. Maryland. So,
1: yeah. Maryland. This was super fun to research flags. Okay. And just like I kind of got... It's super fun. fun like with a flags. Whole, yeah, there's a whole uh, world of flags. Of flags, and it seems really cool. So vexillology—that's that's the study of flags. That is the study of flags. Vexillology. Vexillology. All right. But also, mm-hmm. there are like rules, design mm-hmm. rules behind flag design. Okay. Uh just like kind of general rules like no one's going to arrest you if you don't if you break the rule. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz rules are meant to be broken. But Amen. they're just like kind of guidelines. So okay. those five kind of principle design principles, we'll call them. Okay. Um so it was named out of good flag bad good flag bad flag how to design a great flag. Okay. Is a book um I think by Ted K. Okay, Ted K. Mr. Ted. Yeah. Mr. K. Mr. K. So the five principles are keep it simple, use meaningful symbolism, use two or three basic colors. Okay. No lettering or seals. Yeah. And be distinctive or be related. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. All makes sense. It's kind of really that, except for the lettering and seals. I think that's kind
0: of for everything. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So most flags do not abide by these. Like the North Carolina state flag, doesn't it? We have a seal. We have a seal on it. Yeah. 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 Talking about the popularity of this Maryland state flag. In mm-hmm. 2001, there was a study from uh, the North American Vexillological Association, NAVA, is the acronym. Okay. Um, they ranked it fourth best flag out of all the U.S. states and Canadian provinces. The fourth best flag. Yes. Wow. US and Canada. Way to go, Maryland. So it was behind New Mexico, Texas, and Quebec. Cool. So the flag we're talking about is the post Civil War flag. Okay. So Maryland's state flag didn't actually have very many changes mm-hmm. or versions of it. It kind of was just always this in some yeah. some manner. So before the Civil War, it was just a blue flag with the state seal mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And this Ted K guy actually calls them S O B flags. So seal on a bedsheet. Seal on a bedsheet. Yeah, <laughs> that's clever. Yeah. So I was like, I like these people. I like it I like uh, Ted. He's he's yeah. a, he's a character. <laughs> Every, All right, Ted. Everything I saw, they were just they're really kind of quippy, and I like it. All right, Mr. Ted. The A modern flag is actually two coat of arms. Okay. So the black and gold ones, Mm -hmm. they are like the Calvert coat of arms. Okay. And then the red and white are the Crossland coat of arms. Okay. And so Cecil Calvert, he um, essentially is the the founder of Maryland. Okay. Um, And those are his both maternal and paternal coat of arms wow yeah so his mom i believe was crossland yeah because yeah his mom was crossland yeah and his dad's calvert so So. those are the
0: two coat of arms Mm
1: -hmm. oh that's that's pretty cool yeah all right i thought that there would be like more to it but that's it no that's not fun with (laughs) boop. um so these were in the state seal yeah so in the state seal it's got like calvert this guy Seemed very narcissistic is the best way I, I would put the it. The Calvert. Yeah. The founder of Maryland. Yes. Okay. Narcissistic. I think he was called the second baron of. Um, oh, he was a baron. Yeah. Of Baltimore. The baron of Baltimore. <laughs> when I was doing this research, um, I found out that the original state seal, which is like this physical item, was stolen by Richard Ingle in 1645. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah. Richard
0: Engel Mm -hmm. swiped it.
1: He swiped the seal. Well, bitch. So he basically was just like a pirate.
0: Oh, I'll take that back. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) I've always wanted to be a pirate.
1: So he basically was a pirate, came into Maryland in 1644 and took over Calvert fucking ran away to Virginia.
0: Oh, uh, he was like, he was Bye.
1: Like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm panicking. Just, Goodbye. Like, left his people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Ingle basically just like ran a fucking muck. Ingle the pirate. Yeah. In Maryland for two years. They call it the plundering time. The plundering time. It's such yeah. a pirate thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1644 um six is when calvert came back and took took over so Maryland. he did
0: come back he
1: did come back he grew a backbone yeah he came back he came back okay took over but yeah and ended the the plundering toms. The yeah i don't know the
0: plundering times sounds like a kick-ass time yeah let's do it let's party yeah. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> let's plunder so that you know you got your SOB flag, the seal, the, yeah. the blue. And then the Civil War happens. Okay. And so you've got these two kind of colors on the coat of arms. Yeah. On the seal. Mm-hmm. So in the seal, Culvert's standing by his kind of the two coat of arms. Yeah. um, In it. So they basically, I guess red and white was really prominent in the, the Confederacy. Yeah. And like as separatists. Separatists, so they took that flag, okay, and just the Crossland coat of arms, mm-hmm. and flew that as the Confederate Maryland, okay. And so the Union Maryland flew golden black, yes, yeah. yes. So basically, so Maryland, Maryland was separated. Maryland was separated during
0: the Civil War, yeah. Okay, as
1: most states uh, yeah. kind of did, yeah. yeah. And so both of those flags.
0: So the black and w- the black, black and, and gold. gold was the union. Yes. And the red and black was the confederate. Red and white.
1: Red and white. It's so hard to get those words we're also man. not looking at it. Are <laughs> they red and white? They're fucking red and white. It's red and white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to pull this picture yeah. up. Okay. So and that is so the Civil War happened and in 1904 is when this current design Mhm was adopted and it basically marries the union side along with the confederate side of maryland yeah shows the state working together with these two sides i
0: like it. it's an amalgam yep it shows togetherness
1: it does it's also had some controversy because it does essentially have a confederate flag in it yeah um
0: well but they work together with the union and they Figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) I wish we could all just figure it out. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So that's. The pirate seems.
1: Yeah. I'd like to. I need to
0: know more about this pirate. He was like, just come in. Like, fuck you guys.
1: (laughs) I know. It's like (laughs) taking over. If we do flags, like the whole world opens up. You got pirate flags. Oh my gosh. so many flags.
0: So my favorite pirate flag is. Blackbeard, yes. And I've always wanted to put his his black battle flag. I've always wanted to tattoo with it. So another thing, maybe this is because we live in North Carolina, uh-huh. but the one flag that I can always that it is South Carolina. Yes, S- South Carolina's flag is fucking everywhere in North Carolina. Yeah, is it? Is it the South Carolina? It's flag? the the it's tree, the, palm tree, the palm tree with, with the, the moon. moon. Yeah. Yes, it is yeah. everywhere, and that signif- So, like, and then when I see that, I just immediately think of Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Because when you go to Myrtle Beach, that
1: flag is on everything: towels, so, yeah. chairs, hats, exactly beer koozies. So it's it's like that, <laughs> but more in Maryland. I feel like. Yeah. Um. So and that's just a over here thing. Okay. So yeah. we should say that. We both grew up. You're from North Carolina. Yes. I grew up in North Carolina. So yes. Military family, landed here. Yeah. So I grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. Like Outer Banks. Yeah. I did not see that over there. So it's not an everywhere thing. No, it's not it's an just everywhere.
0: North Carolina thing.
1: No, it's just like a, a more <laughs> Western because you guys go when you guys go to the beach. Yeah. You go to like Myrtle Beach.
0: You go to Myrtle. Yeah. I see that shit every. Well, I see I'm, people here in Alamance County with the. Fr- there's even a, um, somewhere off of interstate 40 that there is a huge billboard with the South Carolina flag on it. Yeah. In North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get people to come to Myrtle Beach.
1: Yeah. Well, cause you know, I think they're competing with the outer banks Yeah, and until I think the past like, I guess fucking 10 years, time goes by weird. Um, the outer banks really wasn't very open. Yeah. You didn't
0: really go to Outer Banks on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. But now you do. Yeah. It's a cool place.
1: Yeah. And it's just, you got to get through 64, which is a fucking dead zone. But they put that bypass now. It goes, bypasses uh, Greenville and stuff. Why don't bypass Greenville? You better go right to G Vegas, baby. (laughs) 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 You go right to Greenville. So, fun with flags. Fun with
0: flags. I love it.
1: Tell me about Maryland murders. Okay.
0: Since you talked about the Maryland flag, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to you about this man who did a lot of horrible things in Maryland. Okay. This guy's name is Hayden Irving Clark. That sounds like a modern name. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. His name is not Hayden. It's Haddon. Okay. So I'm probably going to say Hayden. Okay. But his name's... Everyone pronounces it Haddon. It's Haddon Irving Clark. I'm going to have such a hard time with this. Haddon. 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 Okay. Okay. Haddon. (laughs) Okay. So our story begins in the leafy suburbs of Silver Spring Mm -hmm. in Maryland in 1986. It was struck with a crime that was one of the biggest in the town's history. The man responsible was Hayden Irving Clark. Haddon.
1: Damn it! (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) Was Haddon Haddon Irving Clark, a cross-dressing killer with a strong appetite for revenge. If the wrong person crossed his path, someone was going to die. Even as a child, his behavior would would disturb others, and the story only gets stranger after his arrest. Side note, Uh it a lot of time referenced that he was a cross-dresser. Yeah. And I in no means think that cross-dressing equates to serial killing. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. I think he was a serial killer that just liked to wear women's clothes.
1: I mean, yeah. I I hold the cross-dressing thing with very little validity because I mean, you could say that I cross-dress.
0: Me too. I wear my husband's clothes all the time. Yeah,
1: like... It, that's one of those things where it, it's, like, a this one-way street. And it's, like... Yeah. It, it goes fucking both ways. Like, if a woman dresses like a man, is that not cross-dressing? Yeah. It means nothing. It means yeah. Nothing. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I don't want people to think I'm, like...
1: Now, being deceptive, uh, that's fucked up. Well, like... We'll get into yeah. that. Where I think... I think that that's probably what they're referring yeah. to with this cross-dressing deceptive thing.
0: Okay. So, in Silver Spring, Maryland, in 1968... I'm going to take you back. 1968. 1968. Silver Spring, Maryland. Mm-hmm. It was a sunny afternoon mm-hmm. in late May. A six-year-old named Michelle Dorr was visiting her father for the weekend. So Michelle's mom and dad, they were going through a really bad divorce. Mm-hmm. So there was custody issues. Okay. So this was her weekend with her, with her dad. She had been to her dad's house a few times before and, And she met a a little friend who lived two doors down, and her name was Elizabeth Clark. It was really hot that day, and her dad, Carl, says that he remembers it being like the 90s. This is fucking hot. Okay. That's hot as shit. So Mm. he pulled out this little inflatable plastic pool for Michelle to play in. Mm -hmm. So she played in it for for a little while, and then his Carl, the dad, his Mm -hmm. attention was kind of averted. From, from his child. He went inside and started watching the, um, the race, what? the Indy 500. Okay. That's what it was. So 500 means 500 miles, right? Yeah. I think so, so that's a long ass race. Yeah. So he, he, he went inside to watch the race.
1: So this is 68 though, right? Yeah. This is 68. I think this is the time where people didn't like really watch their kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, whatever. She's fine. She's in a pool, whatever. Okay.
0: So when he went back outside to check on Michelle, she was gone. He just assumed that he went two doors down to play with her friend Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So Carl went down the street and asked Jeff Clark, who lived there, uh-huh. if Michelle was there and Jeff said they had been away all day and she, he, didn't, he didn't he hadn't seen her the whole day. Mm-hmm. So at 5 p.m, Carl contacted the police to report her missing. So immediately there was a massive manhunt for this child. There was um, Horseback, motorcycle, cool. and on foot. Cool. They looked everywhere for this kid. And it, it literally looked like she had just disappeared off the face of the earth. There was nothing. The whole neighborhood was searched. It was aliens. I mean, it could have been. It was the 60s. That shit <laughs> yeah. happened. The whole neighborhood was searched. Uh, na- neighbors were interviewed. Carl, Michelle's dad, was actually the main suspect. Okay. So the detectives in this case really thought that yeah. Michelle's dad, because of the custody battle and the horrible divorce, yeah, they thought he had something to do with it. But even though there was no body, they still thought that Carl did it. Yeah. The only other person that was on the detective's radar was a man named Haddon Clark. Haddon, thank you, round of applause for me. <laughs> Haddon was living with his brother Jeff. Okay. Two houses down from Carl and Michelle. Okay. So Elizabeth, Was Haddon's niece. Okay. The friend. Okay. Yeah. So it was said that Haddon was doing some really odd things around the neighborhood. He would uh, scare the neighborhood kids. Okay. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. I scare my kid all the time. Yeah. And it is hysterical.
1: Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm pretty sure like there are just like neighborhood dads that just like to scare people. Well, he
0: loved to scare the neighborhood kids, but... um. In one situation, he butchered a rabbit in front. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He killed a rabbit in front of one of them, which is kind of mean. Haddon's strange behavior had been pretty apparent since his childhood. Mm -hmm. A woman named Andrea Slade, who used to share a ride with him to school every day when they were younger, She made a comment and she said that getting into the car with him and his family was the low point of her day. And she was in kindergarten. Oh shit. Like even then she,
1: Oh well, Yeah.
0: She had a visceral reaction to being around heaven. Yeah. Like she said her stomach was just in knots every time they come into contact with each other. When she had it before a five year old, oh. you know, yeah, like in kindergarten, if you're a- already having like, uh, uh like visceral reaction against another five-year-old. Yeah, Haddon he had a really fucked up uh, child life. Surprise. A home life. <laughs> yeah, it was it sucked. Haddon was born on July thirty-first, nineteen fifty-two. His family was a- was very affluent. They actually grew up in Cape Cod in Maryland, uh-huh. which I don't know a lot about, but I think it's r- in Massachusetts. Yes, Massachusetts. Mass Mash. <laughs> what the fuck you call it, state? I don't know. What do you call it?
1: Massachusetts.
0: Massachusetts.
1: I'm I'm just gonna call it Mass.
0: Yeah. Open Mass. Cape
1: Cod. I think everyone knows Cape Cod. Yeah.
0: So I don't know anything about Cape Cod.
1: It's in the arm of Massachusetts.
0: Is there an arm? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yes. So it's kind of like a square, and then it's got this arm. Yes.
0: Yes. So, but I think Cape Cod's kind of like, um, like it's very, it's nice. It's yes. a really nice place. It's, it's a
1: bunch of fucking rich people. <laughs> okay. Well, this is where he. It's um, very affluent as they say.
0: Yeah. Very mm-hmm. affluent. But his parents. People yes. People have like
1: their summer houses. Their
0: summer houses. Oh, yeah. oh you know where my summer house is? Where <laughs> same, where my winter and spring house is. Yeah. Same thing. But his parents were alcoholics. Okay, and I feel like a lot of parents were you were alcoholics back in the day. Yeah. Every case I do, parents were alcoholics.
1: Well, I mean, did you watch Mad Men at all? Like that, no. like it Mm-mm. kind of is like this vignette into like the sixties. Yeah. Um, it just it was very like alcohol, alcohol and... driven.
0: Wow. And they also abused their four children. Mm-hmm. And they fought a lot in front of their kids. So not only did Haddon suffer from the abuse that his siblings suffered, but his mother would get drunk and dress him in these really frilly, girly clothes and called him Kristen. Oh, yeah. Kristen.
1: (gasps) So wait, question. Yeah. You might not have the answer and that's totally fine. Yeah. Did she have a child that died? Like, did she? Because I remember watching some TV show if Someone did that.
0: So, it didn't say, but it did say that both the mom and the dad wanted this child to be a girl. Okay. And he was a boy.
1: That's so weird. That's so fucked up. Yeah,
0: dressed him up, called him Kristen.
1: Could you imagine doing that to your kid?
0: No. Like. (laughs) No. I mean.
1: put Q's hair in a ponytail once and was like, oh, that's weird.
0: I mean, if she wanted to, you know, whatever, but no,
1: it's so sad. Yeah.
0: So, as a result. In this research, it said yes. that as a result of this, yeah. this is why he would later identify himself as a woman and wear woman's clothes. Yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. He might have identified as a woman to begin with. Yeah. I don't know. So his mother, it, I only found one article that said what his mother's name was. His mother's name is Flavia. Yeah.
1: That's
0: Flavia? <laughs> Flavia. That's such a cool name. Flavia. Flavia. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. That's what I'm going to say because I think it's.
1: It reminds me of like flavor flav. Flavor flav. Flavor flav. Yeah. Flavia. And labias. And labias. Flavia and. <laughs> flavor flav and
0: labia. Flavia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. His mother, Flavia, blames his strange behavior on a bad forcep delivery when she. um. When she gave birth, so I guess yeah, forceps are those like really when they scary go things in
1: to pull out. I think, yeah, I think sometimes they just use your hand. Well, I guess if they can't get, if they need to go d- deeper than girl, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: The, I, they just ripped my kid right out my stomach, I just so I have on, no idea. Yeah,
1: I kept on passing <laughs> out. I don't know.
0: They put me under, so yeah.
1: whatever. And he just popped out.
0: So that's why she she blamed his strange behavior on a head injury okay. when she was giving birth to him. So the mother. When Hayden was four, Mm -hmm. Flavia took him to the Yale University's Children's Study Center. And the doctor said that he had cerebral palsy and perhaps some mild brain damage. So after this, this is when his father gave him a nickname. And I'm not going to say it because I don't like the word, but it starts with an R. Oh. Yeah. His odd behavior continues. At this point, Hayden,
1: he already...
0: I'm just start over. sorry. I
1: can't hadn't. It's like a uh, a very southern like term. Like had I I hadn't. <laughs> I, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hadn't. So his um his odd behaviors continued. had already had a reputation for being evil. If anyone crossed him or belittled him, he would kill their pets. Ugh. He would, yeah, if you pissed him off, he would just come and get your animal and kill them. And sometimes, he would cut the heads off and leave the decapitated body on their doorstep. What did he do with the heads? I have no idea. But that's like, if he got mad at uh. you, like, oh my gosh, if someone took my animal and did that, I would I would murder shit them. a brick. <laughs> like, I could
1: not. Uh. Um... I wouldn't a, really murder them. It's not funny to joke. About, you guess. would want. You would want to. <laughs> I would, I would a, contemplate it.
0: Yeah, a doctor reported later that Clark believed birds and squirrels spoke to him. They they talked to him. Is
1: he fucking Snow White? Like what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> maybe.
0: And he kept a raccoon and taught it to sit on top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, oh my
1: god! Okay, I was not expecting <laughs> that. I, think I got you with that sad wander. Okay. What's that guy's name that wore a raccoon hat? David. David. He Boone. was like David Boone. Is that his name? David Boone. There's Scott a- Boone. Scott. No, not Scott. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. I was about to say da- so it's Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. And there's a big Daniel Boone. St- <clears throat> statue in I've, Hills, seen in I've seen it i've seen it yeah
0: <laughs> he was like Daniel Poon,
1: the raccoon on his head
0: he um okay so in his early teens <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: you can like see a raccoon <laughs> on someone's head now can't no, you I'm just, just sitting there No, i'm just picturing someone with a raccoon on their, oh. their head hadn't um. oh god
0: what are we gonna do with you hadn't all right <laughs> So, in his early (laughs) teens, he was discovered by both parents wearing adult women's clothing. Weeks after, he was involved in a peeping Tom incident that resulted in a police charge. His father, trying to obviously change him in some way, Mm -hmm. beat him with a belt when he came out of the... He he took a bath and he came out butt naked and his father like beat the shit out of him with a belt. Yeah, which is real. It's sad because I don't know. Yeah, just let him wear fucking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't know. It his actions did not warrant that action. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, you don't beat someone for wearing clothes.
0: Right. Exactly. He graduated in high school. Wait,
1: he beat him for wearing clothes or he beat him for being a peeping tom?
0: Both okay, Peeping Tom that, and that wearing kind of warrants some sort of yeah. Well, I guess you shouldn't beat people, I don't know if you, you should beat them, but shouldn't you,
1: beat your kids, but yeah, some sort of action. Yeah,
0: that. he graduated high school in 1972 at the age of 21. Okay, well, so, yeah, he was all he was the oldest in his class.
1: I'm pretty sure you got kicked out of school at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't what well, did do? They let you just like, keep trying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if you can
0: buy alcohol. And you're still taking
1: science tests. You should be graduating college yeah. at that point. <clears throat> yeah. But. So he's kind of old, but he did
0: it. Okay, so he was a slow learner. He was a slow learner. He went on to attend, so he went to Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park oh, in shit. New York. Yeah. He went to
1: the CIA. Yes, he did. The CIA, the Culinary Institute of America, not the not whatever. the other
0: one. Yes, Culinary Institute of America. That's like in that's, New York.
1: It's like pretty big.
0: Yeah, where he trained and graduated as a chef. Okay. There was a situation at mm-hmm. one point while he was at school where some of his classmates were teasing him, mm-hmm. so he urinated in their pots of mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs> okay. I feel like that's just a kitchen story at that point
0: yeah i mean i used to work in i've worked in multiple restaurants yeah i have that could be a whole podcast of shit that happened in the kitchen honestly put a
1: rubber band in my food once and like cut it up like they made a a club sandwich they put rubber (gasps) bands in it and like i found it and i was like i could have fucking died you wait did you eat some before you noticed i chewed on it and was like and then i was like did you put rubber bands in my food
0: I could tell you so much shit, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he would actually go on to have some pretty cool jobs at top restaurants. He worked in hotels. He worked on cruise liners, but he got fired from all of them because he had really erratic behavior. Clark joined the U.S. Navy as a below deck cook, mm-hmm. but his shipmates found out that he liked to wear women's underwear. So he started getting picked on. He he was beat up a lot of times, and at one point they locked him in a freezer for three hours. Oh. He got a concussion from his head being banged against an aircraft carrier deck. In 1985, a Navy psychiatrist diagnosed Clark as suffering from paranoid schizophrenia. Okay. So, he had some underlying stuff going on that I think got undiagnosed for a long period of time. Yeah. And he obviously wasn't medicated for it, so.
1: I mean, he thought animals talked to him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like a, a red flag, I feel like, for schizophrenia. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, bah, bah, bah. So, suffering from paranoid schizophrenia manifested by grandiose delusions. He was discharged from the military based on that, according to court records. So, after leaving the Navy, Clark went to live with his brother, Jeff, uh-huh. in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. But, soon after, Jeff told his brother that he had to move out because Jeff caught his brother masturbating in front of his kids. Ugh. So, Mm. Haddon Clark's odd behavior caused him to become a suspect in the disappearance of Michelle Doerr.
1: Okay.
0: So, after a routine interrogation between Haddon and investigators, Haddon started exhibiting some really weird behavior. When asked about um, Michelle Doerr, he broke down and became physically sick. So, he started throwing up and he started having really bad diarrhea. Okay. When I'm nervous, I have the nervous poops. Yeah. I have nervous poops too. He even made a statement that he might have done something, but he doesn't remember. But despite this confession, he had been at work that afternoon. So he had a ready-made alibi. Yeah based on Carl's version of events. So Carl is Michelle's dad. Okay. When they followed up on and they found out from the time that he punched his time card, there would not have been enough time from the last time that Carl saw his daughter um, to kill her, clean it, and then get rid of the body. Haddon wouldn't had enough time to do all of that according to the time frame that Carl gave the cops.
1: Yeah, but they don't know I mean...
0: At this point, it's just a disappearance. Yeah, I mean, the, she could still be alive. That They don't really know. Yeah. But we'll go back to the time. Okay. That gets interesting. Okay. So, because there was no evidence to link had to Michelle, he was released from police custody, and he completely just disappeared off their radar. Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: Wait. They, like, just stopped?
0: They stopped looking into him. Okay. Yeah. Was it,
1: did he just like completely disappear? Did no. You
0: know? No. They just okay. stopped looking at him. Okay. In the years after, Hadn't continued to have some pretty serious run-ins with the law. He rented a room from a family in Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Is that something in Maryland? Bethesda? Bethesda! <laughs> Bethesda. Bathsheba. Bethesda, Maryland. Bethesda.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. When the couple told him that his lease was up and it was time to go, Haddon lost his ever-loving mind. He, first he, he retaliated by killing their cat.
1: Oh, fuck. What is with, oh.
0: He then rigged up a bucket of oil where when they opened the door, the oil would fall on their head. So yep. he booby-trapped. <laughs> he set Sorry. up some booby-traps. This is Home Alone shit right here.
1: Yeah. And Are then. You thought Home Alone? I thought Free Stooges.
0: I was all home alone. You saw three <laughs> <laughs> He took fish and wrapped them in newspaper and hid them around the house oh. so that when they started to rot, it would stink. One time, he even dressed up like a woman and walked into a church and stole all these ladies' purses. Oh. It also said that he stole wigs. And I was like, Like was he just ripping wigs off these old ladies' heads?
1: And um, Just a man running through with a raccoon on his head, ripping wigs.
0: I don't know how he stole wigs from the church, but apparently he did that too. Uh, Police caught him in a park in his truck going through all the purses, and he was arrested. And he was sentenced uh, to 45 days in prison. So after he was released, he started to attend a Bible study group at a local church.
1: Is it's the same church that he... this
0: uh, this was a different church (laughs) and it seemed to the people at the church Mm -hmm. who all thought that he was super weird, even though they thought he was weird, they thought he was looking for some sort of redemption. Yeah. They thought he was just... We could save him. Yeah. So they were all really supportive of Haddon. In 1992, his work with the local church community introduced him to a local woman named Penny Hodling. Penny hired Haddon Clark as her gardener. Now, she knew that his behavior was really odd, but they actually became... They became really close with each other, and she even gave him a key to her house... Okay. So that when she went out of town, he could, like, come in and, you know, just take care of stuff and do whatever. The hodling home was only 10 miles away from Silver Spring, where Michelle Dor had disappeared six years earlier. Okay, Penny was very nurturing. She gave Haddon a lot of attention. She mm-hmm. always gave him plenty of things to do. Mm-hmm. And Haddon started to look at Penny as his mother. So he got this really strong connection with her as well. That was until Penny's daughter Laura came home from college in 1992. Laura got a job down Ugh. in DC, and she was she was really excited to start. And it said that she was the light of her family's eye, uh, even though she had oh. a brother, which that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> what like, about the brother? Fuck you, guys. Yeah. Look at Penny. Pa- Wait. Laura. Laura. <laughs> Look at Pam. <laughs> it's like Penny. No,
0: that's the Mom. Pam. So. Hold on. Ah, uh, that's the best sound in the world. Today, we're drinking Forgotten Road Ales beer. I'm drinking Day Patrol Matt. It's a sour ale, and it is fantastic.
1: I'm drinking Imperial Stout with coconut and cocoa. It's their little ammo can, Alpha 2.
0: It's so tiny and cute, guys. Yeah. It's so sweet it's like looking. A little,
1: it's an eight ounce can.
0: Cheers. okay laura immediately from the day she came home was uncomfortable around haddon okay. from the jump laura was afraid of clark she didn't want him anywhere near her and he creeped her out again i think we talked about this last time but gut instincts yeah they're they're always right um but she, and she knew it because she told her mom she was like i don't feel comfortable with him being around me so, Penny had actually caught Haddon in her house upstairs near Lara's bedroom more than one time, a couple times. Yeah. Caught him, like, creeping around her bedroom. So, at this point, Penny started to feel uncomfortable and told Haddon that he had to leave. Like, he didn't, she didn't want him to be around anymore. In October. Way to go. Yeah. Good job, Mom. In October, Penny left for the weekend. She went to Virginia for a conference. Mm-hmm. And on that Monday, Laura never showed up to work. Oh no. Which was not like her because she was always on time. She was very reliable. So her co-workers, um, they started calling around to check on her. They called her brother Warren who would go to the home and he found, didn't find her, but he also didn't see anything suspicious. Yeah. So he called the police. The police came. Detectives came and they searched the home and on First appearance, they didn't notice anything out of the ordinary other than Laura was was just gone. Yeah. So there were a couple of detectives that started looking around the woods that were that was kind of like behind her home, and they discovered a pair of woman's shoes, and they also found a pillowcase that was soaked in blood. They then contacted one of their forensic scientists who came, and they sprayed luminol on Laura's bed, mm-hmm. and when they cut that black light on, yeah. The bed lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Blood everywhere. So, and looking at the amount of blood that was on her bed, they just presumed that Laura was dead. Because there's no way you could lose that much blood and still be alive. Detectives, after this though, they got a really kind of strange eyewitness testimony. They talked to a woman who took care of some of the children in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And this woman said on that Monday morning, she saw Laura outside of the home. Which is kind of... Uh Uh-oh. Which is kind of strange, right? Yeah. (laughs) We'll get back to that. Detectives. (laughs) Detective asked the family if they knew anyone that would want to harm her. And her brother, Warren, mentioned the gardener Haddon Clark. So this immediately piqued their interest because this was the same guy who they interrogated for the Michelle Doerr murder. Yeah. So they were like, all right. Something's weird. They took him in. He was super evasive with his questions, but they dug into his background and found some super shocking family history of violence. Are you ready for this? Yeah. In 1984, Hayden's brother, Bradfield, okay, he committed a murder. Okay. He lived in California, so he was all the way on the opposite. Yeah. He, he was, was on the left coast. Left coast. And he invited a couple over for dinner. The husband couldn't make it, but the wife, Trish Mac, she decided to still go. Which is weird. I don't know if I would do that. Would you do that? Would you? Like, if I if Robbie you, invited you and David. Like, if Robbie and David were friends. Okay. And Robbie invited you and David. And Dave was like, I'm not going to go. Would you still go? No. Okay. Well, Trish, she still went.
1: Maybe she was like, fuck this guy. I got to get out of the house.
0: Well, I did see in some articles that said that. Bradfield and Trish kind of had like a thing
1: going on on the side. Okay. So, it
0: was
1: like a Yoko Ono, yeah, John Lennon type thing.
0: Yeah. So she went over, they had a lot to drink, and Clark tried to make some sexual advances on her and she turned him down. Okay. So he slammed her head against the wall, yeah. strangled her, dismembered her. Cut off her breast and put what? them on the grill and ate them.
1: Oh, okay. First of all, I don't understand why people want to cut off boobs. I do not understand I that. I don't
0: either. I don't know if it's some sort of like semblance of
1: like they can't cut off a penis, so they cut off boobs. I don't know, man. Like, if you murdered someone, would you cut off their penis?
0: Depends on what he did. If you cheated on true. me. <laughs>
1: Well, she turned him down.
0: She turned him down. So maybe that so, was yeah. his way of like...
1: Maybe it's just some weird sexual thing. Oh. And
0: then he yeah, he threw them tits on the grill and then ate them. They found all that out. So with Laura still missing, the evidence was really starting to stack up against yeah. Haddon. And um, they... But the police, they were forced to let him go. Because they didn't really have a whole lot. Just... Um, yeah. Circumstantial circumstantial evidence. So just like in Michelle's case, he was let go. But with Laura still missing, there was still enough evidence where they could get a search warrant for his truck. Cool. So they were able to look at that, and they found pictures that he had taken from a cemetery that was in Cape Cod. So they decided to go to this cemetery, and in the cemetery they what found were the pictures of. They were of. Um, Like headstones.
1: Headstones? That's weird. In his truck?
0: In his truck. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's weird.
0: The headstones that they found were of his family's plot. It was his dad, his grandfather, and his grandmother. Okay. So right in front of his dad's plot was this huge patch of earth that looked like it had just recently been disturbed. Oh, okay. So detectives, they were like, we think that Laura Hodling is in this spot. So they dug it up.
1: Wait, this is in Cape Cod? This is in
0: Cape Cod. And this is where his grandfather had a house in Cape Cod. So he had like family ties to this place. So they dug it up. Okay. Just knowing that they were going to find Laura's body. Yeah. But they didn't find anything. They found nothing. So around this time, around this same time, there was a chemist that was able to take a fingerprint from the bloody pillowcase. Mm -hmm. And they matched it to Haddon Clark. Okay. So now they finally had something... To put him in jail. Cool. So he was arrested. He's in jail at this point. So his mom comes. And you know, usually, I know for my mom, if I murdered someone and they put me in jail, my mom would be up there and be like, she didn't do it. <laughs> my mom would, and I think like a lot of moms would be like, "Nope, they didn't do it. They ride hard for their kids.
1: Oh, fuck. I don't think my mom would do that. My mom would, my <laughs> would be like, my baby didn't do it. She didn't do it. <laughs> my mom would be like, Renee, did you do it? <laughs> How did you do it? What did you do? My mom would be like, she didn't do it. <laughs> no. Um,
0: this This was not the case with our friend Flavia. Flavia told detectives, I want to know what I can do to help you keep him in jail. She said, I'm scared to death of him. He is evil. And if you don't keep him in jail, he's going to kill someone. This is from his mom.
1: She's already had one kid that fucking killed someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, ate their and there was an instance where Haddon pushed his mom down a flight of steps, and okay. she got really hurt, and he went to jail for that, so she okay. she's terrified of his of, of her son. Okay. Despite the fact that they had not found Laura's body yet, Haddon Clark pled guilty to the murder and was sentenced to 30 years. Okay. The day after his sentencing, Haddon-
1: So he pled guilty but didn't tell him where the body was?
0: He pled guilty, but he did not tell them where the body was until a day after his sentencing. Okay. Which I think, I don't know if it was different back then, but I think now if you, you can plead guilty all day long to something, but if they don't find a body. Yeah. There's no murder without there's, a body. Right. Then it's really hard to like convict someone with no body. Yeah. I mean, you still, even if you say, yeah, I did it. I killed him. Well, you still have to have evidence. Yeah. You still, I mean, you got to have something. But he confessed and he was arrested. And so the next day, Haddon led detectives to a shallow grave where Laura's body was found. This is when they finally knew the details of what happened to Laura. On October 17th, 1992, he dressed in woman's clothing. Mm -hmm. He crept into Laura's room around midnight. Waking her up from her sleep, he held her at gunpoint. He then forced her to undress and to take a bath. And at some point during this time, I, the the timeline was kind of um, different and different things that I read. But yeah. he, cut off, he cut off her earlobes. Oh. I don't know why he would do that. Just but the
1: earlobes? Just
0: the earlobes. Yeah, he cut off her earlobes. And when she, so when she finished taking a bath, he covered her mouth with duct tape, which caused her to suffocate. And then he slit her throat. Just to make sure she was dead. He put a pillow over her face. He suffocated okay. her. So that's where all the blood came from on, on that pillow. bloody pillow that they, yeah. yeah, pillowcase that they found. So he dragged her literally like across the street. Across the street was like an empty um, wooded area. Yeah. And that's where she was. She was right there. They
1: didn't look across the street. Well, they
0: didn't look good enough because <laughs> yeah. she was right across the street. So do you remember the lady that said that she had yeah. saw Laura the next day? So after After he buried Laura, he came back to the house. He dressed in some of Laura's clothing and left the house pretending to be Laura. That if someone saw him, they would think that she went missing from work or from somewhere else and not from the house. Gotcha. Which kind of worked because someone saw him. In Haddon's mind, he wanted to be Laura. Laura came in. He got really jealous of the attention that Penny was giving her daughter, oh. so this was his way of of like punishing Laura, to kill her. Wow! After this whole situation, yeah. after this case was done, the investigators went back to the little six year old Michelle. Okay. Hadn't came back on the radar screen for Michelle's disappearance. They went back to Carl. michelle's dad to go over the events of that day and michelle's last known movements carl knew that he wasn't really sure about the time frame that he gave detectives back in 1986 when he last saw michelle which this is what i think happened i think what happened was he was outside he was watching his kid he went inside to watch the race, felt- he was in there a lot longer than he should have been, and he yeah. knew that. Yeah. And when he talked to the cops, he probably told him a lesser time frame because he felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Or he fell asleep. He might have fallen asleep. I yeah. mean, I think what he told cops was to make himself feel better. Yeah. He. I don't think he was honest with the cops the first time. So once Carl come kind of came to terms with this, his time frame expanded, which gave Haddon plenty of time to murder Michelle. So Haddon, at this point, he no longer had a valid alibi. But Haddon wasn't saying anything. He denied having any involvement in her disappearance. But while in prison, he was convinced that his cellmate was Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, uh, what? <laughs> he really
0: thought his cellmate, his cellmate has like long hair, kind of yeah. Jesus Christ looking. So he divulged all his sins to Jesus Christ Okay. in his cell.
1: Do you always say Jesus Christ or do you some, sometimes just say Jesus? I say Jesus. Okay. I,
0: I'm, I never say, I say Jesus Christ because that's what the, <laughs> the article said, Jesus <laughs> okay. Christ. And it
1: sounded uh,
0: better. So... So, yeah, he told Jesus. So he's, in, he's in prison with Jesus. He, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's in prison with Jeezen. Get with Jeezen on. So, there was enough to charge Haddon of Michelle's murder, even without the body. There was enough. So, in 1999, he was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison, 13 years after she went missing. And the details were finally revealed. Are you ready? Yes. On May 31st, 1986, while packing his stuff to move out, because remember, his brother told him to move out because he was masturbating in front of his kids, six-year-old neighbor Michelle Doerr, who got bored of playing in the pool by herself, came by looking for her friend Elizabeth Clark, which is Haddon's niece. No one was home, but Haddon told Michelle that his niece was upstairs in her bedroom. He followed her upstairs into a room of his brother's house and pulled out a 12-inch chef knife. Clark first cut a Z-like sign in her back and then slashed Michelle's throat. He tried to have sex with Michelle's corpse, but he was unsuccessful. He then took her downstairs and drained her blood in a basement drain, put her in a garbage bag, and went to some woods near Baltimore and Old Columbia Pike. But before he buried her, he cannibalized some of her flesh. So now he is taken after his brother. And this is what they say about cannibalism. Because I did a little, did a little googan. Forensic psychologist Lewis, I don't know his last name, Mm -hmm. said that cannibalism in a case like this is as another aspect of his sexual arousal pattern. They do this because killing alone is not psychosexually sufficient. So they have to go beyond the killing and engage in cannibalism to get them aroused. Which is disgusting, disgusting, gross. Yeah. But that's what this guy
1: said. Well, your brain's weird. I feel like your brain is weird about mouth stuff. Yeah. Like, you know how it's like that whole adage of you're so cute. I could just eat you up. Yeah. Like your brain, especially with children, like for some reason your brain can't process that, like that, that emotion. And it just relates it to eating. So like, I can can see how that like (laughs) happens. Cause yeah. Like sometimes you just want to like bite a child. Oh God. Like, well, no, like
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're like,
1: oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. And it's yeah, it's your brain can't process it, and so it just eats. Ugh. Yeah,
0: we are humans. Are humans are just fucked up. Yeah, They really su- are. Super weird. Yeah. So in January of the following year, so he didn't he, even after he didn't tell where the body was. Uh. He wouldn't. He he was not letting them know until a year later. Okay. So a year later, in Did January, Jesus
1: finally convince him. Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Tell I would where totally take advantage of that. The body
0: is. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus starts singing. To him. Um, so hadn't he would lead detectives to Michelle's remains in the woods out on the outskirts of Silver Spring. Hadn't told detectives that he covered her body with a mattress, and. While they were out in the woods, one of the detectives saw what he first thought was kind of like a twig sticking out of the ground. Mm. But when he got closer, he noticed that it was a spring. So they called Haddon over and the detective said that he like fell on the ground and started to dig in like a crazy frenzy. And then he said, this is it. So after digging for a little bit, a pink piece of fabric popped out of the ground. Mm. And they knew that they had found Michelle. And a detective on scene said that everyone wept. It's Aww. so sad. I mean, because at this point, I think they spent 14 years Yeah. looking for this little girl. After 14 years, Michelle could finally come home and be laid to rest. The fri- I think, like, so 14 years. You know this poor dad. There were people that still thought, yeah. fourteen year- years later, that this dad did something to his daughter. Yeah, I bet the mom did. Yeah, if they were going through like a bitter divorce.
1: Oh fuck yeah! She
0: was probably like, "You you did something to my kid." After so after this, Clark was still telling detectives that there were dead bodies out there. He claimed to have killed. Multiple, multiple more people. So, this is when the FBI got involved. Okay. In April of 2000, Clark led a team of FBI agents on a tour through the sand dunes of Cape Cod. Okay. But hadn't refused to go unless he was able to wear a woman's bra and panties. So, the FBI agents, they bought him a brand new bra, some panties a woman's blouse, and a wig for a Haddon cool. to wear. And they, did, they didn't find any bodies in the dunes. Yeah. But it did lead them to some interesting findings behind Haddon's grandfather's house. Behind the property, there was an old trailer. And underneath the trailer was nothing but sand, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So an agent took a metal a metal prod yeah. and just kind of started poking it in the sand. And they heard like the sand, like a metal, like, like going in the, in the sand. But at one point, she stuck it in and she heard a bump. So they were like, oh shit, what are we about to pull out? So they, they dug up a five-gallon bucket. When okay. they opened it up, it was full of jewelry. Like full of jewelry. What? Haddon said that all these were trophies of women that he had killed. And they believed him because a few pieces of that jewelry were led yeah. back to Laura. Oh, wow. So there's no telling how many people that this guy actually murdered. Wow. Yeah. Was so... in 2000? Mm-hmm. And there were over 200 pieces of jewelry in that bucket. Wow. Haddon said he moved his trophies and moved a body of an unidentified third victim that That was at the foot of his father's grave. So when when they found it. Yes. He had just dug it up. Wow. That's where they saw all that unearthed stuff. So the jewelry was there. And then he also claimed another woman that he had killed was in that same spot. Yeah. So Clark claimed that he took the body to a local waste disposal facility and moved the bucket of trophies into the woods behind his grandfather's property. The FBI Behavioral Science Division estimated that Clark has killed 12 to 20 people. Wow. So that's my story. Wow. Haddon Clark.
1: That's crazy. So
0: Haddon Clark.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know how the murder squad, the new season started? Yes. And they were looking at serial killers that took photographs? Yes. I wonder if they're, so they're posting these photographs and like, I don't know. They're using the photographs to identify people. I guess you can't yeah. really do citizen detectives with it. But it's like, I wonder if that jewelry, if they can do the same
0: thing. Yeah. Take pictures of the jewelry.
1: Yeah. Or like DNA. Like I, that, that's so interesting to trace that jewelry.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's kind of difficult because he says he killed all these people and he takes them out to the sand dunes. They don't find anything. He's a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. So at some point they don't know what's true, what's not true. But all this freaking jewelry, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, they could do that. They could take pictures of them and, like, put them on something. Someone might note, like...
1: I mean, even if it's just someone that's been, like, yeah, I was robbed and, and this jewelry is my jewelry.
0: Yeah, at least they can get their jewelry back.
1: Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could trace jewelry. Like, yeah. i would be... A, if I were an FBI detective... I think I would have a lot of fun, like being like, there's this bucket of jewelry. I need you to match it to people. Yeah,
0: that would be fun.
1: And I'd be like, I'll just give you people's names and you tell me about all the other stuff, but I'll just, I'll do that data.
0: Yeah. Clark. That's such a good story. Yeah. It was interesting. What
1: I. What the fuck happened that she, Flavia. Flavia, man. Had two fucking murderous kids.
0: So, yes, two murderous kids. That's crazy. Right after bradfield so the, the brother in california mm-hmm. after he did that their dad killed himself okay it was a it's a crazy family
1: this is just like mental illness i think it was rampant I, th- I think there, a part
0: of it was mental illness maybe part of it was uh how they grew up you know You never know. But they
1: grew up in Cape Cod. Grew up in Cape Cod. Money doesn't equal sanity. But but... they were
0: alcoholics. They abused them. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. Like, are they born killers, or were they bred to be killers? I don't know. So interesting. So interesting. I wish. I I like it. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Kill us now! Kill us now! All right. Clit notes. Clit notes felt like i was going to talk something about design and now i can't remember something that recently oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> have you ever bought land of lake land o lakes butter
1: yes they
0: recently well. took off the the lady
1: the Native American yeah which is good because it doesn't there's no need for it to be on yeah. there anyway
0: it's so it, but it looks so dull now it's just a big empty O <laughs>
1: yeah like <laughs> I want okay. them to put something else in it rebrand yourself yeah but yeah
0: I ju- I bought a thing of butter oh, last so week
1: I don't buy that butter but I buy um Kerrygold. We usually don't buy that butter either, but like, there is no butter. It's so hard to buy butter now. It's so crazy. <laughs> There's no butter. So we're like, fuck, we're going to get whatever we can get at this point. Butter and eggs are what, like, if we see it, we get, like, more yeah. than we need because you don't know if you can fucking find them. Yeah. It's so crazy. Butter. everyone making bread. Clit notes. Clit notes. That's what I was doing. Thank clit you. notes. Ah. My clit notes are... Nava.org, which is the North American vexillolo- mm.
0: Vex, vexil, vexillology. Vexillology? Vexillology? Logical?
1: Vexillological.
0: <laughs> it's the website about flags. Yeah, website about <laughs> flags. It's the North
1: American. It's the fun of- with flags. Um, so also, W A M U.org had a great article called Hot Mess. Um, Express. <laughs> it was about the uh, Maryland state flag, if it was a hot mess or if it was a m- or memorizing. Um, and W A M U is a college radio station, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So that was fun. Um, and then sos.maryland.gov um, was where I got the flag history. So that's the mm-hmm. Secretary of State was the SOS. Yeah. Yes. And Wikipedia. Wiki. As always. As always.
0: I watched a documentary on YouTube called Born to Kill, Haddon Clark. It was really good. I oh. highly suggest you guys watching it because it's got a lot more detail than I put in my story. Hey. And another really awesome thing that I found on Haddon was a, um, a research paper by the Department of Psychology of Radford University, mm-hmm. and it was by Jamie Jellicore, maybe, and Sarah Gibson, okay. and it was on Haddon Clark. So that was really cool to find, like a uh, uh, like a research paper. Let's see, another website was BenOakley.co.uk. Okay, got some info on the Washington Post, and I got some stuff on thoughtco.com good but. notes so thank you guys for listening yeah. we really appreciate it We, this is like one of my favorite days is yeah. our recording days and I love if you guys would listen yeah <laughs> we,
1: listen we want you to listen because we put a lot of work into it so. yeah and um, like comment and yeah. do all the, all the things we want to hear from you this is this has been kind of that things are really stressful and things are really like, I can't keep anything All over straight. the place. Yeah. yeah. So this has been a nice constant and kind of yeah. just relax and like, <sighs> yeah, it is a, a break. It is a
0: break. So. I always get so excited when I can like actually leave my
1: house Yeah. and come over here and record. So yes. A lot of fun. And today I went for a car ride. For the first time. <laughs> I took Renee for a car <laughs> ride. She's like, oh, I haven't been in a car in
0: so long. We went on a little stroll through town yeah. to get some booze. Um, so. so follow us on all the things. Instagram. Uh, Kill Us Now Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Kill, Kill Us Kill now, now Pod. And Facebook. Kill Us Now Podcast. And you can always email us. Yep. Podcast at gmail.com
1: rate subscribe do all those fun things yeah
0: just do it just do it just yeah. do it
1: just do it so bye bye